0: Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast We eat sandwiches and play games Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast, a
1: podcast for everyone's day. Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons The Toddcast, the video game podcast that all you Sith Lords listen to And this week, Troy's getting to the point with a boyfriend PlayStation is modding stock prices and in a news segment on the show, we're having a good old fashioned food fight, y'all. Boom, boom. <laughs> that's that's the sound of food throwing. Oh, is that food hitting people? That's, food. Boom, boom? that's food. Yes, it's boom, boom. What are you throwing? Plums? Yes.
2: <laughs> I, and, I, that's all I can think of that goes like boom. Yeah, don't
3: throw plums. Watermelons? Like
2: Watermelons? <laughs> Thomp, Whoa. Thomp. I think
3: it would be more of a squish. Boom, squish. Yeah, Boom, squish. Yeah. Boom, ba, boom,
2: boom, squish. Boom, squish. The boom. sound boom, boom, of boom, boom, my heart goes beat, Thank go you. Boom, squished, squished. Go squished, come on, come on. Food fight. <laughs> Come on, food fight, <laughs>
1: and as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy.
3: Amanda, and I'm Joe. And no, Hassel
2: or
1: Lewis this week.
2: Love you too. Be well. Stay dry. Big hugs.
1: Yeah, they're up and, in uh, New York yeah, and New Jersey, big, so
2: they're they're a little wet. <laughs> big hugs to everyone out there. It's yeah. really bad. So uh, all all our love and and care out to all y'all doing the best you can in the Northeast and in Louisiana. It's been pretty oh, bad. Yeah, it's
1: just. Not a good week
2: last week. The hurricane
3: then. is rocking and rolling through everybody. It's yep. bad.
2: Oh, it was real bad. It was but real yeah, bad. if you're listening to this podcast and you're going through some, some rough times, hey, we're happy to be here for you. Give you a little something to distract you or something just to you know, pick, pick you up after everything. Happy to be here.
3: Yeah, definitely. And this is your friendly reminder to hit that like button and follow us and check our social media, especially our Twitter this week. We have been doing lots of stuff with the indie developers and we've been talking a lot with the indie game collective Yeah. and we've got a lot of fun things going on this week. So (gasps) pop over to Twitter, hit us with a a retweet, a like, whatever you're willing to do. Pretty please.
1: Yep. yep. Awesome. And then I'd also like to start off with the question as always. Um, My question this week is what was the game you played during school when you were in school? So, like, did you have, like, a Game Boy? Uh, Was it a Tamagotchi? Maybe even, like, Magic the Gathering. Did you, like, bring in cards? Like, what was it that you brought to school to entertain yourself?
3: I had multiple systems that I would bring to school with me, and I was not supposed to be playing with them while the teacher was teaching everybody. But I played Snake uh, all the time on my calculators. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm, I played mm -hmm. with one of those uh, stepping Pikachu things that had the little uh, jackpot, like... Yeah, there was like a. It was like a Tamagotchi, but it wasn't a Tamagotchi. Oh, right. but It was like a Pikachu li- little, you know, thing like, that you clipped I, onto your shoes or, or your, your to, like, waist belt. You still took care of it. it. Yeah, it had pedometer and pinball. Oh, the pinball was great. Yeah. Yeah, and it wow. had like a uh, it had like one of those slot machine games where you would yeah. you would bet certain amounts of watts, and then if you were good at the game, you could really. I mean, I wrecked that game. Yeah, <laughs> I had it more was watts broken. than I knew what to do with, and I was just like feeding Pikachu ten thousand watts whenever he wanted them. It, was great. it had
2: gambling too.
3: Oh yeah, it was awesome.
2: This is a fantastic thing it to was bring the to 90s, school, baby.
3: <laughs> yeah, thankfully I don't really like slot machines at this point in life, but I'm pretty sure if
4: I could figure out how to break them, I would. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I. Uh, in my, oh, this is strange to say, but in my senior year of high school, I went to a uh, tech- technological high school. So I had a laptop with me at all times. And I have to say, I did play an obsessive amount of Neopets. And I don't even nice. think it was a big thing at that time. I think it was still pretty old it when was, that was it's, happening. It's but- always big.
2: It has always been big. It will always be big. Neopets for life. Check out my back
1: tattoo. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was playing like Neopets Minesweeper.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Yeah, I think in 2002, Neopets was the most visited site on the internet. Uh, by, by amount of hours people spent on the site.
4: That's, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I I mean, I was just neg, neg sweeping all day.
1: (laughs) Uh, what did you have for your pet? What was, what was your neopet?
4: Oh gosh. Um, it began with a K. It looked a little bit like a goat.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. Um. Was it coat?
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's like a cry something.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. All that's going into my brain is Kedra, but I don't think that's it. Obviously.
4: I want to say it's a, this is wrong. Yes. But I want to say it's a crikey.
1: Okay. <laughs> crikey. But
4: then, yeah, that's yeah. clearly what I'm thinking of. So it was something like that. I'll, gotcha. Oh. I'll let her I'll do some research and let our listeners know.
2: I know my neo pet, Scorchio baby. Same. I had a Scorchio. Gotta love blue Scorchio. That was my that was my little do, my little dragon.
4: <laughs> so basic. <laughs> hey.
2: It's on not, brand. You're <laughs> <not>. <laughs> and you're totally not wrong. <laughs> you're not, not wrong at all, little teenage boy. My,
4: my pet did have a pet pet and the pet pet was a growlith. Uh and I had a paintbrush for my growlith, so I had a black growlith, what? which was a big nice. deal at the time. And
2: an art an artist growlith, too. Yeah. Nice. Artiste. I didn't bring anything to school, y'all. Really?
1: I, don't, I don't think I had
2: anything to bring.
1: <laughs> Not even like playing cards? Uh,
2: no. Yeah. I didn't oh, I didn't think about that. Am I the kid that brings playing cards to school? <laughs> it's like uh, I, I did. Yeah, I was. To, to do more gambling? I did
4: play poker and blackjack. You are correct.
2: Oh, see, I wasn't that cool.
4: No, we played this slap-based game.
2: Oh, you did? Slapjack yeah. is great. Also cool. Uh, I, I, The closest I have is uh, other kids would bring things to school. Uh-huh. And would let me borrow them every once in a while, so gotcha. I did get on that like really hardcore uh, calculator that you could play a bunch of games on. I think it's probably the one you're you're, you're yeah. mentioning, um, Joe. But yeah, lots of snake on there. I remember, I think his name was was uh, uh, Carbone, so we called him Carbone. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, he he was a kid who had that new calculator, and we were like, <gasps> what is this monstrosity? <laughs> and yeah, he, he would let anyone play. It. Very nice dude. And uh, other than that, yeah, pretty dry. I just, like, talk to people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That explains your social skills and our social skills.
4: (laughs) It
1: does. (laughs) Uh, For myself, in seventh and eighth grade, uh, we actually brought in magic cards, uh, Magic the Gathering cards, because in one of my periods... Uh, I had the same seventh grade history teacher as I had for eighth grade, mm-hmm. and that teacher did not care what you did all day. Oh, gotta love those teachers. She legit, we were playing Magic the Gathering on the floor in the in the in the room yes. while she was watching us. Didn't care, and then she was like, "Oh, quick! Um, I have here's your homework. Copy these answers." Well, not even that. It would just be like, "Oh, the administrator's coming in today. We got to be." Just, get, just be in your chairs when I tell you to be she and would, she would see them walking up be like alright everybody in your chairs and we would just sit there open up our books all of our books are open to different pages they're not open to anywhere near the same page and they would just walk in and be like okay mark a great. little thing and then they walk away and then we're right back to play and match together it's like the same idea of Andy's home yeah, but like with the principal
0: principal's
2: here everyone yeah. runs scrambles opens up their books you put like a pencil in your, in your mouth like you're really
1: thinking about something <laughs> uh, and then we also did uh, we played spades so we brought in player playing cards yeah. and we played uh, hearts and spades depending on if we wanted to be teammates or, or not teammates <laughs> I, I remember playing cards in school and stuff but it was
2: always stuff that either the teacher would provide or uh-huh. like other kids would have brought in so so thank you three for bringing <laughs> in stuff for kids like me to partake in absolutely I appreciate it
4: <laughs> we used to play uh, Egyptian Rat Screw in Chorus um, and I remember it was a big deal because it would take more than one deck of cards oh yeah so so it was like you'd bring your cards and someone else would bring their cards and you'd mix them together. And then when you were done, you had to sort the cards back out and then like, all right, <laughs> break. I,
2: I do remember when pogs were a thing. Yes. The, the, the gambling game from when I was in elementary school. I, I didn't bring it to school, but I instead what I did, because I, I, my, my parents were like, not about me bringing stuff to school. You know, it's not school related. Mm-hmm. They'd be like on it. Um, I did bring this toy that was like a, like a clip And I broke off the back part, the clip part, so it just looked like a Pog. It wasn't a Pog, but I made it look like one. And I had three of those. And because it's a gambling game, I went in with those three Pogs. By the end of that school year, just a full backpack. Slammers, (laughs) torpedoes. I was like the king of Pogs. So in that respect, I didn't bring a game to school. I brought the school To game that didn't make sense. (laughs) I was
1: hoping to sound much cooler. (laughs) I saw it on your face too. Like, ooh, this is going to be my hard moment, man.
3: You didn't bring a game to school. You gamed the game at school.
2: I gamed the game, or I didn't bring the game to school. I schooled the game. There you go. That's what it was. Uh, uh, It was uh, there. Thank you for helping me workshop (laughs) that, That Jacob.
1: We're
4: gonna edit this out. It's gonna sound uh, right
1: the first time. Nope. Nope. Not. But you know what? Let's get into our first segment, which is. What are you playing, Troy? All
2: right, this week I played Boyfriend Dungeon, a genre-smashing indie game made by Kit Fox Games. And uh, it takes like classic dungeon-crawling action and combines it with wholesome, complex dating sims. You may be asking yourself, how do you combine these two genres? Well, it's because you get to date your weapons, y'all. That's right. You go into the dungeons with your swords, your scabbards, your, uh, your brass knuckles, and then when you get out of the dungeon, they turn into people and you can go on dates. That is the premise of this game.
1: Do they ever turn back into your weapons?
2: So cool thing about this game okay. is they actually fictionally explain Ooh. <laughs> the whole weapon changing mechanic. And it's, it's basically kind of like, like werewolf stuff where okay. you, or they can change like changelings, They can actively turn into a weapon or turn into a human at will. Okay, and they're they're known as like the the weapon folk, and people who can't do that are known as wielders. They're the people who can carry around these weapons and you know go on dates.
4: It's like a symbiotic relationship. Is that yeah. a shapeshifter requires someone to wield them after they have shifted into a sword or?
2: Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's super sweet. And it's just, it's an accepted known in this universe that there are just a a type of people that can do that. And maybe even generations of people that can pass down that genetic bloodline. I was not expecting there to be anything more in this game than just like silly, like fighting, and then like very trashy romance. (laughs) (laughs) Like I remember this debuting at E3, maybe last year was the first I heard about it. And the, the, uh, the creator of it, Tanya X Short, she was just like, yeah, you know, sometimes you're just, you know, in a dungeon with your sword fighting and then you want to date them. Well, guess what? I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> what?
1: excuse me? What? <laughs> what? I, never, I never thought about it what? that way.
4: <laughs> One of the guys in the cover is definitely like a shirtless guy in a leather jacket. Yes. And there's the word dungeon. So I can see where you made the jump to oh. like trashy romance. Oh, you're novel.
2: talking about Sunder? The tall war sword.
3: I have a question. (laughs) Is there a bow staff weapon? And when they turn into a gentleman, they have a bow tie on? Uh,
2: There's not a bow staff, but there is kind of like a long, there is a long weapon. And it actually turns into kind of a smaller person. (laughs) 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 So, so because this is a game where you are uh, dating uh, uh, shape-shifting weapons, obviously with the name like Boyfriend Dungeon, you're very much just like okay, do I, do I need to put the, the NSFW <laughs> <laughs> screen on here? And um, you don't. It is a very tasteful game. It doesn't get too explicit. It's mostly like implied stuff. Gotcha. It does get pretty steamy at times, but it's mostly very flirty and very, very, very heartfelt. Okay, I have okay. questions. Yes. So when
3: you say steamy... Do you mean like the swords, uh, like the, the boyfriends, they're like they hitting each other so hard that like steam happens and like there's, there's sword glare everywhere. That means they're like shiny and they're smiling and their teeth are like, Bing!
2: Uh, I mean, they when they're fighting, uh, you know what? You never really fight a sword person with a sword person. It's kind of like taboo. What you do fight in this game is you actually go into dungeons. There's like a mall, and then another area that you get to later on. But basically, this mall is filled with all of your personal demons, and it changes for whoever is down there based on what like your insecurities are. And so for me, it was like change in technology. So I was being attacked by like cell phones with mouths that are just like (laughs) running at you, or like old television screens that like shoot static like electricity at you, and like you're dodging and rolling, and you're using your sword, and you're you're kind of developing like a very tactful relationship with it as you're fighting with it. Huh. Um, which made me think of like, I, I have played other games where like you're playing with a weapon and then you kind of develop a relationship with that weapon. It doesn't go as far as like, oh, I want to date this weapon. But like when I think of the Master Sword, right? I like, I take the Master Sword and I'm just like, at, by the end of that game, like, I feel like that's my sword. Or you, or even with Ghost of Tsushima, like I have oh, like yeah. my sword and I feel like such a bond between it. Uh, the creator of this kind of looked at that that idea and was like, yeah, but like, what if they can go get like a latte? Like, what if? What if you can do that? Uh, it's got a really good cast of characters. Uh, some of my favorites is uh, Seven, uh, the K-pop uh, love interest, who uh, turns into a lightsaber. I'm sorry, a laser sword, I think is technically how they had to <laughs> put that in
1: there. That makes sense because they use a lot of uh, the glow sticks during their yes. during their concerts yes. which looks like a laser sword. Yes, that that is that is perfect. And he's so
2: sweet. He's just like he's like number 7. He's like the seventh person in the group. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like I'm just in the background, but I'm here. Is he uh, is he 7 of 9?
1: Uh different boyfriends.
2: You know what? <laughs> you, maybe. Yeah, actually, there uh, maybe like ten boyfriends in this. Um, <laughs>
3: That's a lot of weapons.
2: It's a lot of weapons. It was a surprisingly good amount of weapons. But not everyone is a boyfriend. They also have uh, a female character in there that you can have as your girlfriend. Uh, oh. She's like a dagger lady. It was a little unfair for me while I was playing this game because as soon as like the art came up, and it's a beautiful art by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 dating part is hand drawn and when they introduce each weapon actually has like a little animation to like flourish to the like, hi, I'm Valeria. (laughs) (laughs) And it's voice acted to a good point as well. Um, The dagger lady looks like manda <laughs> oh my gosh
4: when they started advertising this on twitter i was like oh that that's funny uh that they're coming out with a lady who does daggers and they were talking about like her likes and, and dislikes and they were like oh she likes going to museums and she likes drinking whiskey and she likes and then like they n- named like three or four more things and i was like oh, she and i were getting along and then like a week later they dropped a picture of her and i was like what
1: <laughs> Wait, uh, they actually what? listen to this podcast obviously because everybody does yes, everybody yes. Does. and um and also she uh, she really likes Jane Austen novels. Uh, her favorite book is *County Monte Cristo*. It's she, just weird, and, and she she, is,
4: she has my hair, and then yes. like I think I own all of the clothes that she wears. Like she, it's like
2: you it's do, weird. you do. She dresses like you. She's really into art. She's got your hair, your eyes. Like it's it. Like I I didn't know this, and when she showed up, uh, my head went back, my eyes went open. Like oh well, this game kind of defeated itself for me because mm. like cuz when i play when i play any romantic sim or whatever like that i while i am playing like a character i do try to let a little bit of my own like flirtatious wiles get in there so that it's more fun and you know i'm making decisions like who am i going to date who really resonates with me but when once my actual wife shows up in game it's just game over like it's just game over <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> i have just been shown a picture of this character and yes i too agree <laughs> they listen to this podcast, they have
4: looked up what Manda looks like.
2: I'll, I'll try to see if I can put a, a picture in, in, the, uh, in the descriptions or a link to it for you.
4: I would cosplay as this person, but I, I don't even have to. I would just show up and be like, this is me. So this <laughs> I have a sword now. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. This led to an interesting part in the game for me because I had been playing as a guy like, up until I met Manda. And I was kind of like being like a version of myself and just kind of being like, okay, what if I play the field with some other boys in here? Because it's mostly all men. And uh, but then she showed up, and then I was just like, "I'm just in love with you." Sorry, Amanda, I am. I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm in love with you. So, and so then I was like, "I need to like try and like be like push my character a little further so that I can test out the field a little bit." And so I changed the gender of my character, redid my hair, gave myself a new name, a little a whole new uh, makeover. Because at any point you can go and change anything you want, your okay. pronouns. Uh, your hairstyle your clothes and and even uh, your skin tone everything so that's um, awesome yeah it's a fun it's a fun little creative oh, that's character great. so i was able to pop back in
1: become genesis a new character <laughs> <laughs> and, and you then, didn't want to call yourself neo like it was was that two on the nose it was <laughs> genesis two, you're right <laughs> it was two two on the nose
2: uh, but the loop of this game is really fun um, like I said, you go into the dungeon and you fight with these swords and you kind of build up um, like a, like an experience, like an RPG with it, like an RPG type uh, stat with it. Uh, when you get high enough, you you can't progress the stats of that sorting further until you go on a date with them. Okay. So then you get out there and they text you like, hey, I had a lot of fun in the dungeon. Uh, you want to like <laughs> go get some pizza? And you're like, sure. And there's this whole texting mechanic. And you go and you have like this great, this great little date and they keep it short and sweet. It's not like interactive novel where you're just reading and reading and reading. It's really quick and funny and smart. And then once you go on that date and things get a little further, now you can go back into the dungeon and level them up some more. Ah. And that's kind of the mechanic hook of it. And it just works so well. Um
4: you said that the that you didn't necessarily have to date all of them though. If you didn't want to play the field, you could just be really good friends oh, with people, and that, and you could still level the weapon
2: up. That's, oh, that's cool. That's, that's a, probably my favorite thing about this game. I was
1: about to say that's actually great because like a lot of these romance types games, it's like oh no, you play the field, and that's that's how you're going to get all the story. If, right. if you don't play the field... Uh, if you don't date every single person, if you don't do all this other stuff, you're just going to be missing out on story, which kind of not forces you, but it kind of forces you to be like, all right, well, now I guess I'm dating everybody at once. And I like how they have a friendship mechanic as well in there. Oh
2: Yeah, exactly. It, it, or if you're like, uh, if you're, was it monogamous? Uh-huh. Like you pick one person and then the game like shuts everyone else off to you. Like Mass oh. Effect, I think, three oh, would yeah. be that or yeah. something like yeah, that, right. which is fine. But th- this game is not that. It You could romance everyone if you choose to or you could romance one person and be friends with everyone or you can ghost people or you can just not <laughs> or you can like turn people down you kind of have the field to play with and the platonic relationships are some of my my favorite parts of this game because some 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 relationships started off flirtation but as i got to know them i was like oh no we're just friends gotcha. or and then you could just go there and it's not like it doesn't gamify or you just like click friends you kind of have to show your behavior through texting and through your dialogue choices, and the, the the texting feels really natural, actually. Really, like cause you're not—it's not overt. You're kind of just—it—it—it it, it understands subtext. The writer, who is also Tanya X short the, the the game designer, uh, wrote the the uh, wrote this game, and just she nails the idea of subtext in text. So when I say like not feeling it, or what do you mean, like the characters understand what you're really saying. And I just haven't seen that in a game, like, capture it. And they start reacting over time. Mm-hmm. Even though I never said that we should just be friends, characters knew, like, hey, I know you just want to be friends, but, you know, I really enjoy your time. Gotcha. And it was just remarkable
1: to see them take that into account get my subtlety. Gotcha. Do you think, like, maybe she, like, went on to Tinder and started, like, just talking <laughs> oh, with these guys? I... And then these are just actual texts that so she sent back and forth I, with them?
2: I, I listened to, a like, an hour-long interview with her, and a lot of the characters are somewhat... She didn't want to go too deep, but are somewhat... Uh, Inspired by actual, like, past either relationships or friends she's had. She didn't go very deep into it, but she did say, like, she's like, hey, you know, one's a fencer and I used a fence. Let me just put that together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, The soundtrack. Amazing. It's like this 90s California vibe. It's original music. Uh, there's some songs that actually have like lyrics in it. So you're just like jamming like I'm in a dungeon, and sometimes I forgot that I was even fighting in the dungeon because I just got so natural with it, and I was just rocking out to the music. I was just like, it's just like nice club music,
1: just going, just just feel good stuff. That's amazing because I do not put California music together with a dungeon, (laughs) like, and that would feel natural to me. Well, it's because of the
2: setting. You actually are are in a in a variety. Which is a fictitious uh, Coastal California town Really? And the idea is You're like a young 20-something Who's uh, moving in With your cousin Over the summer And you've never dated before And your cousin's like Hey, so I know You haven't dated You want to like Play the field And just have fun And you could be like Yeah or no And they're like It's cool You can just be friends With people I'll just You know I'll just set you up On some some from dates And there's no pressure Is this um, is
1: So are we playing The 90s version Of Romeo and Juliet Yes <laughs> In Verona. <laughs> you know what? I do get some of those vibes
2: from some of the characters you date. <laughs> there was definitely a Tybalt vibe with that character you mentioned, Mandy, Amanda uh, Sunder, the one with the leather jacket. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so which one's John Leguizamo? <laughs> the, the one that she mentioned. That's, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Sunder. It um,
3: kills me a little that you remembered Fair Verona, but not which character John Leguizamo was.
0: Listen,
1: his John Leguizamo, I don't even know who he plays in the Mario Brothers movie. It's John Leguizamo. <laughs> He's, he's, he's his kind own of awesome.
3: So yeah, yeah, I guess
1: so. <laughs>
2: he's his own character. Um, okay, and I, I have to mention this. There's also a cat. I'm just going to say it. Oh, I'm not going to spoil no. too much about what happens. Okay. Uh, but I will say for anyone who has heard there's a cat, it, it does not get weird. Okay. <laughs> it is it is not like do weird things with the cat.
3: Wait, 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 wait. You said there's a cat. Is this like a, a is this one of the weapons is a cat? Yes.
2: yes. One of the weapons. Why would that get weird? Is a cat.
3: That's a cat.
2: You, I mean, you are 100% correct. My filthy, filthy brain was not there when I first saw the cat, and I was like, "Oh no, Gabe. oh no, <laughs> are you? Is am I going to have a relationship with this cat? Is this going to get weird? Am I going to
3: like the best kind of friendship?" Though, like,
2: you're right, and I ended up having one of the best type of friendships with this, this cat.
4: This is why women should make more video games, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and this is why a woman did make this video game because it doesn't get weird. Yep, and I love it. R- right out the gate with the boyfriend dungeon, one of the first things your cousin says. Uh, is like oh and we have dungeons oh not that type of dungeon no no <laughs> <laughs> I know it's weird but no and they just nip that right in the butt by saying <laughs> like hey this is gonna be a little bit racy a little spicy but mm-hmm. we're not getting crude with it yeah
1: the only ropes we use is, to, is for climbing okay <laughs>
2: exactly if you have to yes <laughs> um, uh, Tanya, short she mentioned that when they were thinking about this game she her and her team kit Fox they had just finished working on like a kind of a bigger game okay and right at like the last stretch it got canceled and they were like so she was just kind of defeated on steam kind of scrolling through things and she noticed there were a lot of dating sims but they all involved like was the way she put this uh women who looked very uncomfortable anime women oh yeah Uh, yeah that's fair that's fair and and then there's a bunch of dungeon crawlers and then she was like well what if it's like not that what if we put something together and as you were talking you mentioned on a previous podcast mandate that there aren't enough like male dating options in games like oh just, yeah. yeah yeah usually
4: if there's dating options there'll be like six women and then like the guy yeah
2: <laughs> right right and so she decided to kind of she said it as a joke but then it turned into a not joke as soon as <laughs> she thought she was just gonna make a game jam of this and just be like oh just a quiet thing we do on the side but then once she released she announced it to the world The world was just like, we all want this. We all want this. And it became a much bigger (laughs) game. Uh, This game did release to a little bit of controversy. And it has to do a lot with, I understand it, um, with how real the texting feels. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is a character in here who uh, actively kind of stalks you a little bit and, and kind of just has a lot of like grooming tendencies. Oh, he's not one of the Is weapons. predatory. Uh yes, Or you do on ungo- you do go on dates with non-weapon people as well. Okay. You know, play the field. So um, there's a creep. There's a creep. And he's not an overt creep at first. Like he really kind of subtly like goes forward with the way that he uh approaches you and it gets really uncomfortable. And um unfortunately they they did, you know, say they made a mistake. They did not put any type of content warning before you play the game, any type of trigger warnings. Um, they didn't quite, they didn't like think about it at that time. And they understand like now, like, oh, that is an important thing because some people were going to this game. You can make your own character. You can name them after yourself. And if you had gone into that and you start getting these text messages calling you out by name, you know, with things that you've actually gone through, like it could be really uh, triggering. So they, uh, within a week after it dropping and people being like, wow, this is a lot. I, I don't know if I would have played this game if I knew that there would be a character like this they quickly uh, put out a disclaimer and uh, updated the game so that it would give that trigger warning and just let everyone know, like, Hey, like th- it, this is where it goes. Yeah. Cause,
1: Cause if you go into it expecting, Oh, it's going to be a bubbly, a light-hearted, whatever, yeah. you got a lighthearted thing. And then something, something that was, it's, it's a, it's a tough topic. Yeah. Something that's a, that, that, that actually happened to you and probably affected yeah. you hugely emotionally. And you're like, Oh, I don't, I, I don't want to relive right. that. Or this just and,
4: wasn't, this is what I was here for. Yeah, this And that too. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, and they put that in the game to
2: reflect like, you know, the negative side of, of relationships so that it's not all saccharine. And, yeah. and they show how your character can process that and how characters around you process someone, a toxic person like that. Gotcha. So I do think it's very critical to the game for that character to be there. But I also do understand like, hey, that can be really, really uh, uh, damaging uh, to some people. Um, but it was cool. the 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 creator went on many interviews and very was very quickly owned it and was just like, yeah, we know we learn things going forward. We're a small studio, and you know we'll do better. On on a nice note, I found some good fun names that this that this game is called or is sold as. Uh, they sometimes sell this game as a shack and slash. <laughs> oh, <one you> like. <laughs> I like it. Sometimes they refer to your weapons as your bay blades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's also a nice little tagline that is a uh, a couple who slays together, stays together, which I absolutely love. I like it. For my sandwich rating, uh, I would rate this sandwich. Um, I w- if, this, if this was a sandwich, I would make it a clean Monte Cristo. Not like a messy one, not like a big one.
3: So no raspberry on
2: it. Maybe no on the jelly, side. No jam. On the jam side. Jam okay. on the yeah. side. Cool, cool, cool. They're okay.
3: dippable. Okay. I yes. I get So
2: like powdered sugar, you got your ham cheese, Texas toast, powdered sugar, raspberry sauce on the side. Te- uh, Texas toast what? Isn't it done with Texas toast? No. no. Oh, but then regular toast. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's, yeah, fine. yeah that's fine. <laughs> Uh, The game is super sweet, and but like, and and uh, but like, you know, just like a Monte Cristo, like it could it could be a little dangerous, (laughs) which which
3: you want.
1: You want it to be a little a little bit.
3: You want to know that your heart just has like a year less to live after you
2: eat that. Yeah,
1: (laughs) you don't know if your heart can handle this. Is what you mean? It can't. The answer is it can't. Just
2: like love, it's gonna make your heart beat a little faster. There you go. Um, and yeah, this is a five out of five game for me, just for the premise alone. It's very unique. The music is great. The art is fun. Uh, it's, it's a, it's not a long game. It's, it it doesn't overstay. It's welcome. The characters are really well-written voiced. Like it's just a good time. And, and I think it deals with some heavy topics in a very, uh, tasteful, intentional way. And, uh, yeah, I can't recommend it more boyfriend dungeon. It's on game pass. It's on switch. It's on your PC. I think it may be coming to PlayStation and Xbox, uh, later,
1: mm-hmm. um, Go, go check it out. Go check it out. Uh, if you had to compare this to I Love You, Colonel Sanders, is that a good comparison?
2: Uh, no, this is better than I Love You, Colonel Sanders. Because okay. Colonel Sanders is just kind of like talking and all that. Okay. Uh, this one is like, hey, you're going to talk for a little bit, and then you're going to go fight things. You're going to actually be cool. dodging and countering and thinking about strategy and what weapons you're going to bring down. There's a very Hades tactile, uh, tactiful tactful uh, approach you can take to the dungeon crawling that balances the the interactive novel stuff.
4: More importantly, if you had to date the dagger from this game or <laughs> Colonel Sanders, what would you pick?
2: Dagger rolled away. Dagger rolled away. That's not my wife. Dagger rolled away. <laughs> That's me. Gosh. Mandy, it, I did too. E- even <laughs> after I changed my gender and I tried to be like a different character, I was just like, yeah, but that dagger lady.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that dagger lady. <laughs> She's so cool. She had two daggers. <laughs> and then I felt so
2: silly because here I am playing Boyfriend Dungeon and I picked the one girl. And I'm like, damn it. Damn it. I-, I did play the field a little bit though. So okay. I-, I did. I was a polyamorous and everyone was on board with it. There was there was no cheating involved. Everyone was very, you know. Very You're opening up open front.
1: Enough front. Okay, good. Yep,
2: everyone was open up front. So it was a dagger lady. She was polyamorous amorous as well so we were all good uh but yeah it was it was a a fun time good game
4: he he was halfway through playing it and i was like you know and you could you could date other people and he's like yeah (laughs) but i don't (laughs) want to
2: i did have one question if there's a little bit of time yeah if you all could date any video game weapon what would you date any like iconic video game weapon who do you think you would you would go for
4: it would definitely be my monster hunter weapon because by Ooh. the time you finish playing monster hunter you are attached to that weapon
2: yeah. it's true yeah. you've it's been true. through
4: some stuff
2: yeah yeah and I can see that that weapon if it were to turn into a human or something being like really really well dressed
4: oh yeah With all
2: the best monster gear on it or you know what uh, maybe I'll I'll tell you all what I think you would date. Okay, you tell you tell us. Uh, Brian, you would 100% date the Masamune Sephiroth sword. That's that's what I was gonna say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's funny? In my brain, I was going between the Buster sword or the Masamune, but Masamune is what came into my brain first, and I was like, yeah, that's it's, what I'm gonna say.
4: It's objectively a sexier sword. Oh, it- I'm just. <laughs>
1: It's, it's it's a. Because you know what? <laughs> Sephiroth keeps that sword the entire game, right? Cloud just tosses away the Buster sword as soon as he, he gets the other weapons. Cloud's
2: just flipping that thing up in the air yeah. the whole time. He doesn't, he doesn't care, care about that the world. world.
1: And,
4: and like, I get that Cloud's the protagonist, but Sephiroth is definitely more attractive. Oh, it's. it's right? oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Sword and person. I mean, on gran- both granted, fronts, like, he's winning. He's not winning on the personality <laughs> front, but.
2: Not so much. Neither is Cloud, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, Joe, if I had to guess what video game weapon you would date, I would say maybe the Master Sword.
3: I do like the master sword. I see, I would have went with like Lara Croft's bow. Oh, uh,
4: yeah.
2: nice! Well, I would go
4: with a ranged weapon. You
2: know. Oh, it's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You love it. I at can distance. see
4: that. That that you, Lara Croft's bow is just going to turn into Nathan Drake, right?
1: Right. There we go. <laughs> Nathan Drake with it's, a bow tie. With
4: a bow tie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see, see I, I'm working this bow
3: tie thing.
1: I know. That's not, I know where you're I going. Got it. You got it. Because
3: bow ties are cool. Bow ties are cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, that's cool. That is uh, boyfriend dungeon. Uh, check it
1: out if you can. Awesome. Thank you so much, Troy. You bet. And now we're going to go on to the news this week. To start us off with the news this week, uh, we have the PlayStation Showcase literally just happened today for us. And so uh, Amanda's going to talk a little bit about it, right?
4: As Brian mentioned, we got to watch the PlayStation Showcase this afternoon. And instead of uh, running this like other showcases, I'm going to run it the exact same way that Sony did. And I'm just going to talk about the new releases because that's all we really care about. And Sony gets it. They didn't put a guy up there to give me an introduction. I didn't want that. No. Straight straight to the video games. Uh, In in no particular order, we got the announcement for Spider-Man 2. uh, Which is both amazing because that game is going to be awesome but also there are two spider-mans in it and it's called spider-man 2
1: (sighs) nailed it on all fronts well what's funny is this is the third spider-man game so it's funny it's just
4: (laughs) but it's not spider-man 3 it's spider-man 2 2, because there are two spider-mans
1: that's right yeah that's right
4: yeah uh the wolverine game got announced which is just mind-blowing
2: and it's being made
1: by the people who made spider-man so like they understand how to make a marvel franchise you know what i want this game to be i I want this game to be You being different people throughout the ages, different eras, going up to him and just asking him to join your team. And he says, go F yourself. (laughs) That's all I want. You
3: only play as Wolverine. It's just him drinking the whole time in that that same bar as the bar changes around him throughout (laughs) the ages. And it's just different characters trying to get him to join the team. I
2: I like Recruit Wolverine Simulator. And I like drinking Wolverine through the ages. <laughs> Both of these are fine <laughs> ideas for a game. Uh,
4: they don't show you his face. It's only like the back of him. So I'm very excited it's to claws. see more of that. It's, it's a good teaser. Because you, like, you're in the bar and you see a little bit more of him. And then like, you realize it's him. And you're like, do the thing, do the thing, do the thing. And then they do the thing. It's good. It's Nice. Good. Uh, God of War? Ragnarok. Uh, Ragnarok. He doesn't say boy. No. They're saving it.
2: Well, because uh, his his kid is a teenager now, he's mm-hmm. gonna say it. he's gonna say it. Gonna but say but it. now he's gonna say it when he's angry at. Him. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's gonna be a thing. <laughs> and I gotta say, I don't know if I'm looking forward to teenage. Uh, was it Atreus or no? That's at- from <laughs> Land Before Time. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, that's, not, that's from Falcor. Whatever that thing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never ending story. Uh,
1: I, all I can think of now is Atreyu, which is <laughs> which Atreyu. is from that.
4: <laughs> uh, I thought his name was. Oh. The... It, it is at the end, but it isn't at the beginning. I didn't play the game, so I don't know. Yeah, I just thought the, it was that's cool. like the stinger at the end. Uh, Spoilers, guys.
3: So, <laughs> yeah. Uh. maybe I'll bleep out the name until we get to right now. We're warning you, we're about to say the name. <laughs>
2: but Kratos' son is now a teenager, and I don't know if I'm ready for that teenage angst. Like he was like he was already borderlining like like Bratfield, where I was like, hey kid, I'm I'm at my my edge here, but now uh-huh. he's a teenager. And you're the angriest god ever made? This is not this is why Ragnarok happens. It is. I hope it is. It's
1: <laughs> so nothing to do with the Norse gods. So, so before he was boy Derline
0: yeah. Um. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh. nope. Yeah, boo him. <laughs> boo him. You can boo me. It's fine.
4: Uh, speaking of disappointment, uh, there, <laughs> 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 there, there was a, this is this is something you're gonna have to watch. But they had a preview for a vampire game and yes. they show you and there's like these really awesome vampire models and they're like swooping down, attacking people and then they're like showing you like the different type of vampires that you can be. And I am very on board with this game. Like the aesthetic of it is very like like Anne Rice interview with a vampire vampires Ooh. and I'm like yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the longer the preview went on the more i realized that this is probably a multiplayer game it's probably pvp vampires versus vampires i yeah. so disappointed
2: it was the the blood hunt yeah, blood hunts, yeah
1: vampire the masquerade blood hunts ah okay and it, it is multiplayer right yeah so it's a, it's a i think it's a battle royale oh even worse sorry mandy yeah i think it is i'm not 100 percent sure but i think it's a, bl- a battle royale i get those vibes yeah. from the little bit i saw
4: which is a shame cuz it looked awesome. I would have I would have played the the RPG. I'm just saying uh, game studio, take those assets, make an RPG, sell it to me.
2: On a positive note, if it's a battle royale, it might be free and then you can just play it and not lose anything.
4: Yeah, but then I don't want to play
0: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she lost her single-player game. That's what she yeah. lost.
2: <laughs>
4: but but to bring it back, they did showcase a really interesting indie game called uh, Titia, where you yeah. play as a girl who can like send her spirit into animals, oh. and she's trying to figure out like the mystery that's happening in these islands. Um, and it's really special because it's made by people in uh, New uh, Caledonia, and it's about like their island. Oh, cool. Uh, so, uh, it's it's obviously like a supernatural version, but uh, I love it when indie game studios in like faraway places make games mm-hmm. around the culture that I can't experience
2: exactly uh, that is a game I want to buy and then like hold on to and then one day when I'm just not feeling good just wake up on the wrong side of the bed I'm just feeling down I'm gonna be like wait a second Tchia! I'm just gonna <laughs> just let that play and be like oh, thank you
4: <laughs> it's very wholesome it's yeah. really adorable I'm, I'm sure it's quite excellent and it will be released on other platforms but it is a PlayStation exclusive at launch gotcha and then I, I did save the best for last, the most exciting trailer, which obviously made it the shortest trailer, is they are remastering, re-releasing, uh, just, just making it again. Uh, they're coming out with a co-tour.
2: Knights, Knights of the Old Republic! Whoa! Oh, yeah. Star Wars! Yes! They had lightsabers and everything
1: like a Star Wars game like a Star uh, Wars just would not
3: to be confused with laser beams that are in other games right oh yeah laser
1: swords not, I'm yeah. Sorry,
2: yeah, not, not a laser sword games. this is not my K-pop dream <laughs> <laughs> okay.
4: oh my gosh K- KOTOR K-pop <laughs> that's
1: actually what the K in KOTOR stands for it's not knights uh, it's K-pop uh, of the old uh, republic
4: uh, okay can we have some someone out there
3: please mod the game to add, make all the characters K-pop and make them dance or just do like a
1: fan art I would see that
3: I'm accepting of all things
1: I, I would I would love to see like Palpatine in an audience of a K-pop band with a, with his lightsaber instead of the lights the light stick. That's <laughs> totally. what I want to see. <laughs> I'm I'm really excited for this game to come out because
2: I've already been debating whether getting that game uh, on my phone oh, to yeah. play cuz I hear it's a classic and it was on Xbox only and I'm not an Xbox guy. So I was like, man, I'll play it on my phone. People talked about it and it's the only place I could really find it uh, accessible. I am so happy now that I do not have to get that I'm sure the creators don't really want me playing that on my phone as like my introduction to the fair series fair enough yeah yeah you
1: you play that on your phone because you're like it's nostalgia you're right, like oh I, right. like I'm, I'm experiencing like you're this game against. yeah it again. exactly I'm yeah. enjoying this game uh, I don't need to like really read the text you know I, I'm right. just getting into it I'm I'm just enjoying my life but no I I haven't had a chance to catch any of the PlayStation Showcase because I was at work all day until this podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh uh, and so I'm looking forward to watching all this. And so you telling me all these things actually is hyping me up. The only thing I really heard heard about was the Knights of the Old Republic uh, reveal. And even then I just saw the picture and I was like, oh, that's pretty. <laughs> oh, oh that's my pretty. gosh.
4: I haven't played it since it first came out. Um, mm-hmm. And by then, and when, and then I played it like hiding in my brother's room because I wasn't allowed to because it belonged to him. <laughs> oh, my uh, gosh. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, so I'm really looking forward to like diving back into it because even Troy was like, yeah, the, the guy from KOTOR was in the thing. I was like, Darth. so i'm looking forward to like experiencing it as an adult
1: yes uh that game was so good um it had one of the best twists uh, for me especially at the time because i wasn't just because you're playing the game you just don't expect i mean i personally just did not expect that at all and when it happened and when they when they did the reveal it was like Oh.
4: I don't remember this twist, so
1: don't say that. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it was an extremely well-done twist, and I, I, was, I was blown away. I look, I look forward to it. Probably like next year
2: sometime, hopefully.
1: Hopefully, but I, I would be fine with 2023. Oh, There's yeah, a lot yeah, of games yeah. coming yeah. out next Whenever year Whenever you're itself, finished. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So that was the PlayStation Showcase. Thank you so much, Amanda. I have a couple of bits of news myself. Uh, so I'd like to start off with uh, two of China's biggest gaming companies, Tencent and NetEase. Has lost a combined sixty billion, yes with a B, of market value after investors had a massive sell-off of their stock, uh, and the sell-off was sparked by China cracking down on their gaming industry as a whole because uh, they've started placing restrictions on their games. Oh right. Uh, so like miners can only play for a certain amount of time oh, every day, right. and China also told the companies to stop being concerned with profit and start and and like stop making games just to get money out of it, like the gotcha games and that type of stuff because. It's just teaching the kids, hey, you're only doing this for money. Yeah. I
2: like agree with one of those things and disagree with the other.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like I I, and the thing is, I kind of at least understand those two points. But then they also are doing other things where it's like, hey, cut out obscene and violent content. Like, hey, stop doing things that we don't agree with, which is just, you know, stuff that it's just games. Like it's just it's just what happens in real life. And yeah. Some of the stuff is great. Some of the stuff is just no. I don't think so. So yeah, they lost sixty billion dollars. Let those twelve-year-olds
2: play games,
1: man.
3: They can on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for one hour.
1: Oh, that's sad.
2: Yeah, that's sad. and right.
4: just, just gonna right. play on their parents' account.
3: That's oh, that's the thing is that they're saying they're cracking down on the parents that are allowing them right. to do that now because it's a government-run thing and it's about it's it, China. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> it's just it's it, You know, it's a, a a culture I do not understand. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Absolutely. Fair enough. Absolutely. And then in Runescape news, a mod that yeah, <laughs> you I said know. That as if it's
2: like a regular thing. <laughs> it is in Runescape news. You guys know Runescape. Well,
4: step into a <laughs> time machine and go it back.
2: 2001 RPG, pixelated <laughs> no, RPG. No, I'm not
1: talking about KotOR. Okay, I'm talking
2: about Runescape. All right. <laughs> I know, like one person that right now is just
1: wooing right now at home. There's a lot more than that because in RuneScape news, a mod that has been in the works for over two years that would have made all the visuals look better, and they're calling it RuneLight HD, uh-huh. uh, was just hours away from being officially released, got a cease and desist from the creators, Jagex. Aww. And so you might be thinking, well, you know, that's the right to do so, right? You know, They're able to just say, hey, listen, you know, you can't do a mod of this game. But in reality, they had already given their blessings to an earlier form of the mod, called Just Rune Light, and that's already out. Um, and so Jack claimed that the mod breaks the modding guidelines. Well, the modding guidelines that they're revising and will be out the following week.
4: Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: oh. So in reality, it didn't do anything currently, and so, uh, you know, just perfectly normal stuff. That's just how, you know, c- companies operate, right? And so the community staged a protest in-game so huge that within 24 hours, Jagex reversed course and said, hey, it's cool if it releases, uh, at least for now, because they're releasing their own version of an HD client to themselves. Oh. Ah, gotcha. So I'm sure they're probably also probably going to charge for it as well. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. if this is yeah. already free, why then would why? they why do that? So... So, yeah.
4: so, don't prevent these people from doing what they were going to do. Just hire them. Yes, and the progress. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I was hoping. They, they did what you did faster than you did. Hire them.
1: Uh-huh. And that's what the, the creator of the mod, he was even like, Yeah, I would just I actually try to do all these different like, hey, what if we just did this? How if you just let me release it until you release yours? How we do all these other things? And they're just like, no, no, no. And now that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Troy's also got some modding news. Yeah, yeah.
2: Let me check underneath the pamphlet here. Yep, some more modding news. So GTA Underground, it's Grand Theft Auto Underground has been a like mod game that's been in the works since like 2014 and has just had a litany of lawsuits thrown at them (laughs) by uh, Take-Two Interactive, which is the actual makers of uh, Grand Theft Auto. And it's just kind of, they finally got shut down is pretty much the story here that's happening. And uh, the whole idea, though, for GTA Un- Underground was that they were trying to make the g- most giant GTA world possible. They would take the world from San Andreas, where it was uh, originally made from, and then combine it with the game world from GTA Three, and then Vice City, and then all- a Bully, even Manhunt. Pretty much all these different games they wow. were going to have exist in this one place. And uh, they were just getting just threatened over and over by by uh, take two until finally, and uh, this is a quote from the maker, uh, D. Kluklin, um, that due to increasing hostility towards the modding community and imminent danger to our mental and financial well-being, we officially ceasing development on this and uh, taking some taking everything offline. And this is something that, that this person has been working on uh, with 2014 since they were 14 years old is when they they started this community wow. and, and went into it. Um well once again mandy i'm kind of, i I know it's not a perfect world, but I would love that idea of like, wow, you are combining all of our game franchises and you're fifteen that like hire that person yeah,
4: <laughs> like like if
2: I know if, I'm not in charge, but like
4: and yeah. it isn't even just like, hey, did they did this thing? They did this thing, and they did it so well that that thousands and sometimes like millions of people are using their their mod, which is yeah. unofficial. Mm-hmm. Like, take that energy and then add it to what you're doing. Don't take that energy and destroy it. Yeah. yeah. The
2: the only caveat, specifically for Grand Theft Auto Underground, that I would probably give um, the the developers is I'm pretty sure that this mod GTA was probably really gross because it was pretty much a no man's land to do whatever oh, you want right, so right, i'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. they didn't want their assets like i mean gta is already pretty far down that road but the idea that there was a a a un, un um,
4: unregulated GTA a,
2: yeah thing. it probably made for some some uncomfortable things um but it's gone now so yeah. it, it's all done
1: okay all right well that will do it for the news and now we have a brand new segment that we're gonna be bringing to you guys
2: we're gonna have a food fight, food fight! Uh, Food Fight is the segment where we face off in a grueling video game debate. Who will emerge victorious? Who will hang their head in shame? Only time will tell. Refereeing this week's Food Fight is myself, Troy, joined with Joe. We'll try to be fair. (laughs) (laughs) No promises. It's just, you know, both of our spouses. It's fine.
4: (laughs) They're not biased. No.
2: But before we start, a quick legal message. The thoughts and opinions expressed during the Taste of Dragons food fight are presented for the sake of entertainment. The Taste of Dragons fosters a diverse and inclusive environment, and we support all types of gamers and gaming styles. But sometimes we just like to have a bit of fun! And that's what we're going to do here today. So, the topic is... PC gaming versus console gaming. Which is easiest? On one side... On the PC side, we have Brian. And on the gaming side, the gaming console side, we have Manda. Manda, you will begin with opening remarks, if you'd like.
4: Your Honors, I stand before you today as a man of the people. I'm just a down-to-earth citizen who enjoys simple things in life. Fast load screens, beautiful graphics, and most of all, the God-given right to play video games. The folks around here the... PC crowd, as you call them. Now, they might have you believe that proper gaming can only be done on a personal computer. That true games are not for the folks on the Xbox or the PlayStation. They are the corporate elite with customized gaming rigs, liquid cooling systems, and top-of-the-line graphics cards. But I'm here to expose the truth behind their metal exterior to tear down their false claims of superiority and once and for all bring equality to the disenfranchised the underrepresented the console gamers my main point can be summarized in just a few words a playing on a pc is so much more work
2: <laughs> 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 well uh, thank you manda for sauntering on in here and giving us your thoughts now All right, PC versus gaming console, which is better for gaming? Uh, Brian, you now have the floor. What is your uh, your statements? I don't have a voice,
1: so (laughs) and then it's just silence. That's it. That's
2: That's all. That's my opening statement.
4: No, now you just like beep beep boop. Yeah,
1: I am a robot. As a PC himself. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that would be a good tactic. That would have been a good man time. would oh, no. be attacking you personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Okay, let's start with this. All right, let's go. Let's think of the word console, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What does that even mean? Console, in plainest terms, means to comfort someone in a time of grief or disappointment, which is exactly what you're doing <laughs> when you play it, because you're not even on a PC. All right? It needs to actively remind you, hey, it's okay. I know you could be playing with better graphics, an easier control scheme, and gotten this game for cheaper on a computer, but I'm here for you. With a PC, sky's the limit. And the only limit is the time you have to play an almost unlimited amount of games in every single genre, including ones you don't even know existed. So while my colleague might try to sell you on any number of things on a console, just know this. She's only comforting your disappointment of playing a console. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Joe, Joe, we
2: have a heated debate happening right now.
3: It is, it's it's just it's gotten wild, guys.
2: Oh, my goodness. I wish I had a mint julep in my hand right now just to sip on and cool myself down. I mean, I'm hearing some pretty good points here. You know, we're hearing some things about uh, ease and accessibility uh, when it comes to using a console, but also like uh, having uh, way more options on the PC side. I, I don't know where this is going to go. What, what do you think?
3: I'm not too sure. I, I do feel the same way. I feel like both have brought up very uh, important points. Uh, they have consoled us in our time of need. They and have, they're not being PC about it. And they're not it. being PC about it at all. You're right. So it's, it's just, I, I can't wait to see where this goes. I'm, all I'm, right. I'm excited.
2: Me too. Well, we're going to go into our next round, which is going to be a free-for-all. Manda and Brian, you're going to go ahead and just open up the gates, and you're just going to have at it. Are you ready? Three, two, one. I, I,
3: I want to point oh, out, I yes. believe we should have started with a four.
2: Oh, okay, you're right. You're sorry. You four, three, two, one. Ding, ding, ding. Free-for-all.
4: I would be remiss if I didn't bring up the, the the first point uh, that you mentioned in in sure. your, your in your opening statement, which was uh, all the time that you'll get to spend uh, on the PC when you're when you're playing the PC. Uh, and I wonder how much of that time do you expect to be taken up by uh, updates, uh, perhaps to your system or your driver or your graphics card, or maybe your security mm. system, or maybe those other downloads that you're going to have to inevitably install uh, before you're able to play any of these games. Uh, for the console, I have one one update. Everything updates, you know, sometimes a game. But for the PC, I mean, I could spend at least half that time updating all the different bells and whistles and such.
1: It's daunting. In order to update those things, I, you know, I can see your, I can see that problem. Comprehending that as a console gamer, you know, it's, it's just trying to put your mind into and be like, man, two things, that's too much. Uh, I can't do two, that.
4: Two? A listed seven, sir.
1: <laughs> At a time. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, it's just because PC is such a grand thing. It's, it's not just playing games. You're also browsing the web. You're also, you know... Uh, you're doing literally anything that you uh, that you could dream of I, on mean, this. I mean, after
4: you download it and then restart your computer only to download something else and then get an update on that download and then restart your computer again.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it, yeah, maybe maybe we have to update a couple of things, you know? Maybe we have to do a couple of those things. But you know what a couple of those things are? Different marketplaces, I can buy my games. And so... I could go to almost any single website and buy a game. Or I could just download a game for free because they're offering it for free. know, I can go to the Epic store and I can buy a game for pretty darn cheap. And I, I love all the different game stores that you have as a console. Go, oh, wait, no, it's just PlayStation. Um, oh, and, but- and, and you have to pay whatever price they they deem that you have to pay.
4: But, but you mention these games and, and, and you give the impression that it is as easy as clicking on a game and then playing it on your PC. But will that game even work on your pc Uh, you could go to any number of these stores click something download it only to find that maybe drive x doesn't work Mm -hmm, on your application mm -hmm. or perhaps you don't have the uh, appropriate graphics card or your hard drive or the any number of of specifications that only a robot would understand
1: (laughs) you know it's weird it's weird that you know on your playstation 4 when you popped in that that cyberpunk 2077 you were greeted by a great experience oh wait no you weren't you couldn't even play the game because it was so graphically uh not not good it was just not it just couldn't have the cpu units in order to comprehend how good the cyberpunk 2077 was and you know i never heard pc having that problem because it's it was easy. It was yeah, so simple. Speaking
4: of easy, e- easy is console gaming. You buy a PS4 game, you put it in the PS4, you can play it on the PS4. You buy a PS5 game, you put it into a PS5 console. It works on the thing. You buy Baldur's Gate for the PC, I have to go and do mathematical equations, and then I have to like hire a, a lawyer to come in and litigate between <laughs> me and my computer to make sure that when I turn it on, it doesn't crash immediately. You're right. A
1: D&D player would never want to do complicated you're right. They would never want to do just, you know, just rolling the dice and seeing how it goes. They No, you're right. But, you know, I, I also love, you know, being able to pop in a PlayStation 2 disc into my PlayStation 5 and play. Oh, no way. I can't. But you know what I can do? I can pop in a, a, a game disc from 2002 into my PC and play it. If... Maybe. (laughs) With some work, you could do it.
2: Sorry, peanut gallery is supposed to be less less judgmental over here. I apologize. I was giving Brian some very judgy looks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's for entertainment, Troy. (laughs) Uh,
4: You you could play that game, indeed, if... You have continued to update your your laptop and or computer over time, which again is is such a complicated process. I would like to point out that in 1801... Eli Whitney invented interchangeable parts, but apparently no one told the PC users.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you just bring up interchangeable parts for a PC user? Because I I love being able to interchange my PlayStation. Wait, no, I can't. I can't. If
4: you buy it for PlayStation, it works for the PlayStation. If you buy it for the Xbox, it works for the Xbox. If you buy it for the PC, again, you gotta sit down and you gotta open up an Excel document three thousand pages long, and you gotta find your your model, and then your number, and then your hard drive, and then your all operating right, system. All
2: right, all right, all right. Woo, Joe, I'm feeling prickly over here. It's got salty. I know, it's I salty. like it, man. the uh, The arguments have been put forth. Uh, it was a good back and forth. Uh, now I'm going to go ahead and hear your closing statements, uh, Brian. I allow you to have the first shot at your closing statement. Please go ahead.
1: After all of this, I hope you all leave here with one piece of information: what the definition of console is. Thank you, Brian. Thank you very much. And Amanda, your closing statements.
4: In summary, I hope my simple argument brought to light the injustice of our video gaming system and that you now agree we cannot place our faith in a machine that requires us to download updates and demands we resolve hardware riddles, and that making purchases requires us to have a PhD in electronics. No, that is not the way. You can give me a console any day. Thank you for your time <laughs> and your honors, might I say... You're both looking mighty fine this evening.
2: Why, thank you. Thank you. you. That's I was so nice. kind of feeling this robe yeah, today. It's, thank it's, you very much.
4: It's really nice of you to notice.
2: Um, I got to say, uh, Joe, I, I learned a lot today. How about you?
3: I did, too. I, uh, I, I learned a decent amount about definitions of words. Yes. And how hard it <laughs> is to do certain things.
2: Eli Whitney? wow I mean goodness changeable parts. Who'd I look at that look I have at so that. many consoles
4: I didn't know you could do that with other things yeah <laughs> learn how right. little Amanda knows about the labels of different PC parts
1: <laughs> um, I learned putting on a voice helps
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does actually because I know I was thinking I would probably give you guys a tie in this because you guys had very good points but I, I'm sorry that was that was a stellar southern uh, southern <laughs> person and I just I'm swayed I don't know about you Joe but I'm swayed my point goes to Mandy it's
3: it's hard to look past that she did compliment us it, it's oh i know really...
2: flattery
1: really that's that's what i had to put in my closing <laughs> argument say
2: that differently say flattery really that is what i had to put in i'm just saying i said that wrong. I,
4: I listened to them as we played the colonel sanders game and i learned one thing that this voice can get you very far
2: and it, it does for it me does. My, my wigs off gavel gavel i give i give you the this argument
3: See, I, I have a point system, so mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. just that beautiful Southern accent, mm-hmm. it, it clearly got a point. But then he used something like the dictionary, and I just love the dictionary.
2: Gotta love the dictionary. So it got a
3: point, and now mm-hmm. they're even in my mind for their opening statements. And then the back and forth was really good too. The back mm-hmm. and forth was was oh.
2: a lot of food it's, got thrown.
3: It's, I, there's so much food in the air still. I think it's still happening. I it's just very difficult for me. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I, I just. She did flatter me. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, really? <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to, to, to give Brian a, a win on this one.
1: You, you should.
3: maybe if Brian had went the route of yeah it's really fun to put a a video game inside a console and then wait for hours as it downloads 40 gigs (laughs) maybe if Brian had went the route of yeah it's totally cool when you buy a new Nintendo and you can't play oh nope you can't play anything without paying them again
0: Mm. (laughs) it would have been so
3: cool had Brian pointed out some of those things so
4: that I could have given him a point (laughs) I'm giving a point to Joe I think
2: I think, Joe, you get a point in this. Uh,
3: <laughs> but unfortunately for you, Brian, I'm a console player, so Manda gets a point. All
2: right. All right. I think Manda is emerging from uh, this uh, first food fight as the victor. Ba, 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 but do ba, ba, you ba, 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 agree with this? Do you agree with Manda? Let us know on Discord in our podcast discussion channel. Who do you think won this food fight, Brian or Amanda? Let us know. Bribery does help.
3: <laughs> it does. It really does. Yeah,
2: we'll, we're in on
1: that. And that's your first food fight. Yeah, and that was a, that was a lot of fun. I like putting on personas and <laughs> 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 just going into it. I just not know I didn't know how deep that rabbit hole was gonna go for one of us. You, you did have a good persona though. Yeah, it was good. yeah. It you was were good. working. You were working
2: some very condescending. Condescending? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah, that was great. So yeah, thank you guys for joining us for this week's episode, and uh, don't forget you can always find us online.
3: To continue the conversation, you can always follow us online. Check us out on Twitter for indie game updates, on Instagram for updates and silly images, on Discord for daily discussions, and on Twitch for our live gaming and just chatting throughout the week. We are Taste of Dragons Everywhere, and we'd love to hear from you.
1: As always, my name is Brian.
2: <laughs> as always, as always. <laughs> my name is Troy.
3: Amanda. <laughs> and I'm always Joe,
1: <laughs> And we are...
0: Always. The The Taste of Dragons!
1: Dragons. Have a great week, everyone! Episode
2: 2! The Taste of Dragons (coughs) Gaming
0: Podcast A podcast for everyone's day